And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. If you're watching the video, the thing I talked about last week about going to a, a new space, we are here. This is it. This is the new space. This is the uh, official office of cpluscomedy.com. As you can see, if you can't see the video for some reason, uh, you're not watching this show on the uh, website, cpluscomedy.com or <laughs> yeah, cpluscomedy.com because it's not up there because I haven't put anything up there in a long time. Uh, or you're not watching on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. You're missing out. I should raise the camera, but uh, this is just a, a real quick one run, running gun. Yes, this is the new episode. This is the new, the new, <laughs> the new episode and the new space. I could not shoot an episode last week. I was so busy packing and uh, working and stuff. I just couldn't dare fit in news time, nor an episode of the constitutionals. Uh, then today I knocked out an episode of news time <laughs> and, uh, and now we're doing constitutionals. I do a shoot news time. Uh, but yeah, I'm in my new apartment. It's two bedrooms. This is the office space. Uh, eventually the futon will be in here. Uh, uh, right now it's acting as my couch. <laughs> eventually the futon will be against this wall where I will sit and uh, and then a light will actually be shining down on me, whereas this one is just kind of uh, to my side and my face. Uh, there's a nice, I'm looking, I, I should be looking at the camera, but I'm looking at the monitor, which is a, of an old TV that I have. It's not old, it's just, a, it's, it's not old. It's, I mean, it's like, you know, 2014, 15. Uh, but a TV that uh, was, first it was initially the television for my PlayStation 4. Then it was, uh, a computer screen. Uh, and then it, when I moved to that apartment, it was the TV in the living room, but no one was using it. So I took it back <laughs> and, uh, and it just sat for a couple of months. And now it's going to be the, uh, the, uh, screen in the office. Uh, I would put it in my bedroom. I would like to do that. But uh, I'm not going to do screens in there. The only screen that's in there is my phone and uh, the Google Home Hub. See, the, the setup is weird. Very strange. If you're not listening, I have, I'm facing the camera, which is on to my right. The desk is against the wall with my laptop on it. The microphone is between me and the desk. And the TV is between their monitor, quote unquote, is in between the camera and me and this brick wall. But that's behind it. It's raining outside. Uh, I, I did the whole move by myself on Saturday morning. <laughs> well, shoot, it just it basically, it basically went into the evening. Uh, I wanted to start at 5 a.m. My realtor, uh, she has two young children. She went to sleep sick, and uh, she woke up at 8.30. She told me that. It, she gave me the information to get the key and I was I was a little bit displeased because if I started at 5 a.m. I could have been done by 10. Uh, no, that did not happen. I was done around 3.30. Uh, and yeah, I got to Home Depot late uh, because I got it. So I got the key essentially at, you know, 8.30. I had already lo- I loaded, I put all the heavy stuff downstairs. So I lived up, I lived in a two-story walk-up. I put all I put all the heavy stuff in the in the garage, which I don't have anymore. Now I have to park on the street like a jabroni. I moved all the heavy stuff from uh, my room, the master bedroom, by myself, down to the garage, and then loaded it up inside on in a Chevy Volt. Uh, actually, the mattress got was on top, and I was able to carry the mattress on top of the car. The box spring, however, would not be malleable enough 
to carry. Uh, I don't have a good mattress, so that's why that's the reason I was able to carry. But the box spring was not able to do that, so I had to go to Home Depot and rent a van for a couple hours. Uh, I'm sorry, I see an, I see ants. I see ants. Yeah, I remember the spray. I got I got a peppermint oil solution in here that I just made today, so I'm gonna spray that. Spray that. I've been spraying that around the perimeter. I see them coming in from this window area. Can't have ants. That'd be a reference for Archer. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it took me a very long time. I'm just trying to navigate how to do this. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm having a very tough time. I got to find out a better setup for this. Uh, it's great because I can be as loud as I want in this office. There's there's no one on this side because this, this is like a concrete wall that leads outside. There's a window right there. Uh, and then the master or the bedroom, I is the same size bedroom. The bedroom, the bedroom I sleep in is that way. One bad thing is uh, you can see half of my clothes, my pants are in there in this closet behind me. <laughs> the closets are not big. That closet that I was shooting in at the other apartment, grade A. <laughs> boy, oh boy, you don't know how good you have it until you don't have that closet. So let me pull up the constitutional topics from last week. <laughs> <clears throat> It's very hard to do. Uh, very hard to do. I just got done with dinner. I didn't even have a chance to cook, pre-cook all my food to meal prep. So I had to cook dinner live and off the rails today. All right. This, next, this first story. I'm just going to move the microphone. Oh, Jesus. This first story comes from Variety. I got to keep turning around to look at the camera. This is so strange. It's like I'm blocking you from reading the screen. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. For now, you won't see my face for a little bit. Vice Media is in talks to acquire a millennial uh, media outlet, Refinery29. This comes from Variety, written by Elaine Lowe. Elaine Lowe. Saying that Vice Media is in discussions to acquire all my bows Refinery29. Refinery29 is a... Uh, is a website periodical thing that they have a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, that I, the only series I like to watch by them is um, uh, how much it costs to live in New York City or Austin or wherever like that. And they have different. They have mostly women, uh, mostly white women, uh, who are bloggers or like fashion influencers, <laughs> and they make a hundred thousand a year and they can afford to live in these great apartments. Um, just scratch my back here. Uh, and uh, that's the only show I watch. It's really annoying, and they all and they're always uh, influencers or vloggers that make ninety seven thousand dollars a year. Uh, that's Refinery Twenty Nine. It's mostly female focus. I don't think they have any male focus things actually. Uh, bringing the two online media brands together would expand Vice's core audience, which is largely male. True. Refinery Twenty Nine's content includes verticals on work, money, beauty, and pop culture from a women focused lens. Why do we have to have uh, men and women like I? I'm sorry, it's gonna sound ignorant, but these men and women focus things. It's like it's okay. To, I mean, I I get having a website focused for it, but you know, everybody reads everything eventually. You know, if I went to uh, if I went to the Atlantic and I was reading something, and 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 ninety percent of the articles are written by white men, which they are. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Vice's, Vice Media's digital platform recently experienced a sharp decline in online readers after closing its partner traffic program. 
Vice.com traffic sank 18% to 33.4 million unique U.S. visitors in April before rising again in May. That month, the company also consolidated its news, food, music, and tech verticals, which I've, I've spoken about before, where they got rid of ooh, just not the microphone, where they got rid of some of the um, uh, sister websites they had, but they kept the important ones like Waypoint, ooh, Noisy, <laughs> Tasty. No, that's BuzzFeed. Bringing them under the umbrella of the main Vice.com site. So if if I'm not mistaken, if I go to Vice right now and I go to one of their uh, verticals, it would be like noisy.vice.com. Oh my God. Is that rain? It is raining hard in here. Jiminy Christmas. Uh, let's see. Oh, I just clicked on a Vice News story about the uh, terrible shootings that happened this past weekend. Very sad. Everybody's in my thoughts. Everybody's affected. Uh, let's go. Okay, let's see. Let's see. All right, so if I click on games, it's going to go, okay, vice.com slash en underscore us slash section slash games. Wow. But I think, is it still called Waypoint, though? I wonder. I wonder if it's still called Waypoint. That is very strange. Wow, okay. Anyway. Uh, they talk about layoffs that they've had and everything like that and their um, uh, Vice News Tonight that was canceled by HBO. Oh, wow. It was nominated for 18 News and Documentary Emmys. Recent, it was just nominated for 19, for 18 Emmys. Wow. Maybe HBO should uncancel that show. Why would they get out of... I I know I've asked this question before, but why would HBO want to get out of the news business with uh, Vice? I think Vice does a good job. I think that show is a good job, a good show. You know, good is really funny. But I mean, for a daily news show that was pumping out uh, different things every day, four days a week, plus the Vice documentary series, which was also canceled. Oh, also, I meant to mention meant to mention this. I want to do. I want to do this. I want to do this. Make this a quick episode because I just didn't put anything out. I watched uh, Southside on Comedy Central. Now, Southside is a show, one of two shows uh, written and created by uh, um, uh, Bashir Salahuddin and uh, Diallo Riddle, two comedians. I've interviewed Diallo Riddle. I have not interviewed Bashir, uh, but Bashir is. Uh, the husband of uh oh god what is her name the black girl on glow cherry blossom i think that's her character's name uh, he's he's but anyway he's a very funny guy diella riddle also very funny and they both created this show about what it's like to live in Southside chicago i don't i'm trying not to hit this microphone against this water that's on the desk uh it's a one it's a great show it's uh, it's just like Detroiters, wherein it was shot. It's shot in Chicago, Southside Chicago, and uses people who live there as actors, uh, not while not using regular actors. If you catch my drift, it's just people that live there, and they just like, hey, uh, you want to be in the show? They're like, yeah, man, I'll be in the show. And it's about uh, two brothers, uh, or no, two friends who are trying to. Be better 
who are trying to better their lives, better trying to not work at their local uh, rent-to-own place. It's very sweet and it's very uh, poignant. Um, it's like if Detroiters had the jokes plus uh, showing off the city, which Detroiters does have, but also something that Detroiters didn't have was a point. And not every comedy has to have a point. Not every show has to have a point. But I'm just saying that's that's how that's how uh, Southside is. Bashir is in the show as uh, one of the cops. As uh, one of the cops in the series. And I think his wife is a cop as well in the show. Diallo is in it as well. And then uh, Bashir's brother is one of the main characters. Uh, Lil Rel Howery's in there. Some other people. And yeah, I urge you to check it out. I watched the... I mean, I have no big deal. I have uh, Comedy Central's uh, screen room access. <laughs> uh, but definitely check it out if you can get if you can get Comedy Central. I think the pilot is still on YouTube. Check it out; it's a wonderful series. Uh, we'll see how long this one lasts. Comedy Central loves to cancel things that are ahead of their time. But I mean, if Detroiters didn't get canceled, would we have gotten uh, Tim Robinson's uh, I Think You Should Leave on Netflix? Who knows? Maybe we would have. Because people can do two things at once. Uh, The second show that Diallo Riddle and Bashir Salahuddin worked on is a Soul Train-esque show on IFC. I'm going to look for it. You know, I could just go onto their Wikipedia. That is so stupid that I not even think of that. It's great to just sit down and record the show and be as loud as possible. The show is called... Oh my God, it's not even on his Wikipedia yet. Who Who's doing this? Sherman Showcase, that's what it's called. It's crazy how they had one show... I was when I was watching an interview. I was watching the breakfast their Breakfast Club interview. I'm gonna move this. I'm just gonna move the water to the ground because that's just gonna be easier. I was watching their Breakfast Club interview, and now it's gonna hit my phone. Uh, breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, and those two were on it a couple of weeks ago. I was watching their interview, and they were talking about. Oh, so we knew about uh, Sherman Showcase coming and Southside coming as well, but I knew mostly about Sherman Showcase. Because when I interviewed Diallo, that show, Sherman Showcase, was uh, in the running for, you know, other night. They, were, they had just sold, it, just sold it to IFC, I believe. But they also had another show that they mentioned on um, The Breakfast Club called Brothers in Atlanta. And it was um, a show that took place in Atlanta, obviously, and starred Jaden Smith, Maya Rudolph, and a bunch of other people. And they said that the reason it didn't get picked up by HBO was because uh, they thought HBO thought it was going to get confused with uh, the other Atlanta show on FX, the uh, less superior one, the one that people think is a comedy, but it's not. <laughs> I saw a comment online once. This is why I stopped reading stuff online, where someone said I've laughed louder at uh, harder at that show than any other show uh, in a long time, and all I could think was. You're not watching any good comedies, then, because <laughs> I could name like twenty better comedies. 
Let's start right now. Blackish, the Goldbergs, the Middle that were on during while the while Atlanta was on. Thiep, uh, uh, Billy on the Street, uh, anything Conan does. <laughs> I'll keep going. Maybe even Real Husbands of Hollywood, which I've only seen three episodes of, and I don't plan on seeing anymore. Let's go on to the second and final topic. There was more I wanted to talk about, but I just uh, don't have the time. Uh, <laughs> why did I choose this? Was I in a tech mood last week? Okay, well, uh, Google, Google Pixels. Um, what? All right. Uh, Google Pixel Four will uh, unlock using a face scan. Okay, so face scanning has been a thing forever on phones. Not forever, probably the past couple of years. iPhones have had it, Samsungs have had it, LG phones have had it, but the one phones that haven't had it, the one phones that haven't had it, are the Pixels. That thing that's uh, that's got the little clock on it right now, my, my phone right here, this is a Pixel, the Pixel Two XL. Yeah, look at that big hands. I have giant hands, and even still, this phone is too small for me. But simultaneously, when I put it in my pocket, it's like the size of my thigh. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. If Samsung perfected the folding phone and not create crappy technology, then maybe I would have that. And also, if it worked on Google Fi. So, uh, <laughs> it's just so great to talk as loud as possible. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So uh, face scanning has been around for a little bit. Um, and the ones who have perfected it, obviously, are Apple and Samsung. Mostly Apple, I believe. But Samsung can, can recognize you with your sunglasses on. I don't know. I don't have, I don't have these phones, so I don't really know. Uh, it's very interesting because when, when Google... Uh, when Android phones uh, primarily do something that's uh, extraordinary, such as a bezel-less phone, uh, you know, a phone with oh, that's mostly screen, or a phone that has no buttons, uh, a phone that has two cameras or three cameras, a phone that uh, has uh, NFC and and privacy features and and all it does all all these neat things, uh, and then Apple does it. And people think go go just buck wild over it, and like oh my gosh, Apple's the greatest. Um, that is, it's it's very interesting to me that that happens like that. Uh, I just I just turned and looked at the door as if somebody was behind me. <laughs> I live alone now. I could be murdered. I gotta keep an eye out for that. <laughs> That's how I want to die. <laughs> Uh, if that's how I die, please, somebody get this show nominated for an Emmy. Not a Webby, not a daytime Emmy. A real Emmy. This show, no, Newstime. Get Newstime nominated for an Emmy, <laughs> please. Um, so, so when Apple steals from Android, it's uh, revolutionary. But when Android tries to introduce something, it's copying off Apple. Uh, and Google just keeps talking about their Pixel 4. Uh, this comes from The Verge, written by Dieter. I like Dieter. He's a good guy. Dieter Bond. Um, he, he, does, he does their biggest video reviews. So the Pixel 4 is coming in October. And 
and Google just keeps talking about it. We uh, This is the most Google has talked about any one of their products before its launch. Uh, usually all this stuff is leaked, but now we know, but Google's just so hyped up. Uh, it's very funny because Google, the Pixel 2s and the Pixel 2 XLs and the Pixel 3s and 3 XLs have had major issues when they come out. Which, uh, which sucks, but they've had major issues when they come out, and I think it's uh, it's strange that Google would want to hype this up, knowing they don't aim to have issues when the phones come out, but it usually happens. Uh, Google is adding the face unlock, and it's probably going to get rid of the the fingerprint scanner, which can be on the front of the phone for some phones can be on the side, but Google had put on this back and it is the best way hands down. I don't care if face unlock. I don't care about any of that stuff. Hands down. The back unlock is the easiest way to unlock your phone. I mean, just look at this. Look, I'll touch it. Here we go. Boom. It's that simple. Look, look, look. That's all you gotta do. Boom. And it unlocks. It's crazy. And I can, I can take down the uh, notification bar. I was listening to you made it weird earlier. <laughs> I mean, it's great. But they're probably going to get rid of that because I guess face unlock is better. I don't know. Dieter writes, adding face unlock puts the Pixel 4 on par with modern iPhones for unlocking. It stopped raining, by the way. And it's, yeah. Nope, it just it just lightened up. <laughs> and it's, at least in theory, more convenient than, than an end-screen fingerprint sensor. It's also another example of Google raising the stakes on itself. Colon, if the Pixel's face unlock isn't as fast or as secure as the iPhone's, that's going to be a huge problem. Most attempts at face unlock on Android phones used just the selfie camera and were insecure and inaccurate. Though recently, a few have tried more advanced ways. Google put out a little video. And I'm going to describe the video. It's only 22 seconds long. I can't play this music. Okay. So it's a young black woman. Oh, and interestingly enough, there's going to be gestures too. So uh, Google opted to keep the, I guess, the chins, the chins on both the top and the bottom of the phone, uh, hopefully for front-facing speakers because that's what sets pixels apart from every other phone out there. But you can gesture... You can you can gesture like this. I'm gonna gesture in front of the phone, and you can swipe between your home screen and you know whatever you use apps, or you can zoom out and do all this stuff. And watch the video. I'm gesturing, or go watch the go watch the commercial, whatever. So you can do the face lock, and then you can gesture, which is which are very good and nice things to have, uh, but they have to work. And Google has issues. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I'm sorry. She heard me. She she thought I said, hey, Google, but I didn't. <laughs> so at the top of the camera, looks like Google released schematics for this. Yep, it's provided by Google. They're going to have this much technology at the top of the camera, uh, on the on the top of the phone. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be bezel-less, which who cares? As long as it has a front-facing speaker, I have two front-facing speakers, I'm fine. So it's going to have a face unlock camera all the way to the left, then to the right of that fa- front-facing camera, to the right of that, the ambient light proximity, to the right of that, the audio port, yes, yes. to the right of that, solely radar chip, to the right of that, a face unlock dot projector, which is where Samsung has talked about this, where they shoot dots on your face 
and it, the dots uh, map your face, and that's how the phone unlocks. To the right of that, face unlock IR camera. To the right of that, face unlock flood illuminator. Here's how Google describes the features in its YouTube description. Pixel 4 is in the works. Here's an early look at some new tech coming to the next generation of Pixel this fall. The tech enables two new features. Okay, well, it's just stuff I've been talking about. Oh, so here's the, there's not a lot of uh, information for the motion sense stuff. But the gesture control is something that has been hinted at when they started a project, I think, yeah, called Project Soli that uh, was going to be used to, quote, radar to detect, it uses radar to detect tiny hand or finger movements above the device. So they would be doing it on Android watches, which is really neat. And so they, Verge has a little video here, and I, I think this might be from 2015, but it's a six-second video. Oh, nope. <laughs> Why is there an ad? I have YouTube Premium. The reason I pay for that. All right. So, oh, they have the guy who uh, does the reviews now. I forgot his name. He's a white guy. He's a smart guy, too. But uh, this, the guy is like, twisting. You can see it on the camera. You can see it on the camera. Uh, if, I was, if I was a good producer, I'd put the video up in post, but I'm not going to do that. So, he's, so here's, my, here's my Garmin watch. So he's twisting his finger, and, and it's like moving across the screen. Uh, this moving different screens and stuff like that. He's turning, he's turning on and off lights by snapping at them, which is really cool in concept. But again, Google has got to make sure it works. Uh, there are some renders of Google's, you know, this isn't a technology show. <laughs> I want to stop talking about technology. I really do. I like Google's phones. I, that's why I have Google Fi, and I like them a lot because I want the pure Android experience, but I don't want trash. And Google sincerely needs to not make trash. So Google, you get your stuff together. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, seablesscounty.com, where I swear to God, it will be updated. I am I have to I have to do certain things. <laughs> it's gonna be updated. I don't think I've updated it for I think maybe three months. But everything's being updated on youtube.com slash comedy, um, where you can see the video version of the show as well as a weekly show called News Time. Now, News Time is like the daily show, except it's less funny. And it's hosted by me. Take one topic, and we talk about it. You should definitely check it out. I love it so much. I'm late on it this week. I promise it'll be out soon. (laughs) Okay, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Thank you for listening. I'm going to fix up this office space a little bit. You're the best. I love you. Goodbye.